0: This is the Right Now Podcast with Sarah Werner. Episode 91, How to Start a Successful Blog or Podcast. Welcome to Right Now, the podcast that helps all writers, aspiring professional and otherwise, to find the time, energy, and courage you need to pursue your passion and write. I'm your host, Sarah Werner, and today we're going to be talking about how to start a successful blog or podcast. Now, Sarah, you may be asking, why would I want to start a blog or a podcast? Well, There are a lot of benefits to starting a blog or podcast, and I'll get to those in just a second because I want to address the second question that you might be asking, which is, Sarah, why are you talking about starting a blog and a podcast in the same episode? And that's easy. That's because they're actually very similar. Blogs and podcasts are both forms of content marketing, Which is a type of marketing that gets people interested in a topic or a brand by producing content. And in this case, we're talking about either written content, which is in the form of a blog, or the type of content that you listen to, which would be the podcast. Blog posts and podcast episodes can be a lot more similar than you think. And so this is why I am talking about both of these things in the same episode. Not only do they serve a very similar purpose, but the steps to creating a successful one are fairly similar, as you will hear very shortly. So back to your first question, which you may or may not have asked, but why start a blog or a podcast? Well, they have a lot of benefits. First and foremost, a blog and a podcast will both help you to build authority in whatever area it is you want to build authority in. So if I want to prove to people that I know a lot about slip form construction, I can start a blog or a podcast, or if I'm feeling really ambitious, both about slip form construction. And if people are looking for a slip form construction consultant, or if they're looking for someone to do this type of work for them, and they see that I have a blog or a podcast on the topic with 83,000 blog posts and or (laughs) podcast episodes, then that boosts my authority in the area. Now, this is also part of a type of marketing called authority marketing. And this is also why people tend to write, well, among other reasons, this is why people write nonfiction books, is to say, Oh, I wrote the book on that topic. Say if they're trying to get consultant clients or if they're trying to get speaking gigs, they can say, Oh yeah, I wrote this whole book on this topic. I am well versed in it. I know what I'm talking about. I am an authority. You know, I'm your best person to work with. So First and foremost, a blog and or a podcast will establish you as the authority in an area. If you need more convincing, look at me. You're listening to my podcast and you're treating me like I'm an authority on this. So there you go. Proof inputting. Another reason to start a blog and or a podcast is that you can provide value to people. If it is important for you to discuss and discover And give with and to other people. A podcast or a blog is a really great way to do that. I have had so many people send me emails or tweet me or connect with me in some way, come up to me at a conference and say, Sarah, I really Love your podcast. I look forward to it every week. You've helped me to publish my book of poetry. You've helped me to get started writing my memoir, and I really appreciate it. And that, for me, is a really meaningful experience. Knowing that I can put value out into the world via my blog or my podcast is really fulfilling. Back to the more commercial side of things, a blog or a podcast can also help you sell more. If you are an entrepreneur, if you are a person who is in charge of a business, a blog or a podcast is a really fantastic way to get more clients. So, when you're out there, and again, this is at the very basis of content marketing. So, the more you show you're an authority, the more value you give to people, the more people will associate good things like trust and value with your brand and you know at the end of every podcast episode or at the end of every blog post you have the opportunity to put in a call to action and say hey if you enjoyed listening to this episode of the slipform construction podcast I'd really love to work one on one with you. So, click the link or go to the show notes for this episode and click the button that says work with me. And I would love to take you on as a client. So, it's a really great way to get more clients. You can also use your call to action at the end of the podcast episode or at the bottom of your blog post to have a link to your book if you're trying to sell books. Hey, the latest in my series of YA fantasy books is available. There's a link at the end of this blog post or there's, you know, a link in the show notes for today's episode so that you can buy my new book, go click on that and buy my stuff. I'm not really selling anything right now, so I don't have a call to action like that at the end of the Right Now podcast. Usually I just say, hey, if you want to support me, you know, go become a patron on Patreon. But if you are selling something, if, if you have something like that, if you're trying to get clients, then a blog or a podcast is a great way to build trust, show your value, and find a larger audience. A blog or a podcast is also a fantastic way To develop relationships, whether you're looking to develop relationships with potential clients like we just talked about or whether you would like to build relationships with peers, this is a really, really good way to network. Like I said, you're already building trust and authority, and you're already helping people. But you can also connect with your peers and colleagues by inviting them to be a guest on your podcast, by being a guest on their podcast in return. You can invite people to write guest posts for your blog and write guest posts for other blogs in return. It's just a really great way to dig into the content ecosystem and build relationships with other creators. Next is something you've heard me talk a lot about before, and that is SEO or search engine optimization. And again, this is very useful if you are trying to get your name out there. SEO is basically getting your website, your web property, your name closer to the top of the Google search results or the Bing search results or the DuckDuckGo search results, whatever search engine you decide and prefer to use. SEO is a great way to get your name closer to the top. And so if you Google Sarah Werner, chances are my website will come up. If you Google writing podcasts, chances are the Right Now podcast might come up for you. If you are looking for a slip form construction expert, I'm sorry I keep using this example, but that's what's in my head right now. And somebody Googles slip form construction and your podcast comes up, then that's fantastic. That is a great place to be, especially if you have a related business and you're looking to attract clients and make more sales. If you Google your name and nothing related to you comes up when you search, it might be time to do some SEO work. And that includes writing pieces of content or recording episodes of a podcast. That could mean spicing up your website and making sure that all of your data and everything in there is correct. That, oh my gosh, I'm not even going to go into everything that comprises SEO right now. But... If you have a less common name, the chances of your work showing up when people Google your name is a little bit higher than if you have a very common name like John Smith or Sarah Werner. (laughs) If you'd like to learn more about SEO, I do have a blog post about SEO that I can link in the show notes to today's episode. I also think at some point I did a Right Now podcast episode about SEO, But maybe that is all a brilliant and hazy fever dream. Finally, the last benefit, well, I mean, there's a ton of benefits, but the last one I'm going to talk about today, the last benefit to starting a blog or a podcast is that you can get your message out there. If you are motivated to share a message, like I started the Right Now podcast here to tell you that yes, you can create, yes, you are a writer, yes, you can do this. And you can write. If you have a message that you're really passionate about sharing, a blog or a podcast, or both, again, if you're really ambitious, is a fantastic way to reach people and to do that. So off the top of my head, those are some of the best reasons to start a blog or a podcast. One that I didn't mention is that, hey, it's fun. I initially started my very first blog because... I wanted to do some writing and it sounded fun and it was really cool and engaging and seeing people comment on my blog was very fulfilling. So it is fun. Um, When I started podcasting, learning to podcast for me was very, very fun. Okay, also very frustrating. But it was also very fun to learn how to use a microphone, to learn what kind of format works well, to make my show art, to launch my show, to have people not only listen to my show, but to respond It was just a really fun and cool experience. And one of my favorite experiences was making my own merchandise, which I know sounds really corny, but it was really fun. And actually, right now, I am sipping coffee, decaf, by the way, out of a mug that says the Right Now podcast on the side. So all of this is just really fun. It makes me feel like an expert. It makes me feel legitimate. It makes me feel good to share a positive message with the people who want to listen or with the people who want to read the posts. So if any of these appeal to you, it might be a great time to either start a podcast or a blog or... If you already have one and you're not happy with it, if it's not successful in the way that you want it to be, if it is not bringing you the joy that you want it to bring, this is a great time to retool and relaunch your blog or podcast. And we'll talk about that a little bit too as we move through how to do all this stuff. So let's address the question real quick. Between a blog and a podcast, which one would you rather pick? And again, this is assuming you're not going to do both. And I do have a caveat that if you start a podcast and if you do everything right, which is a whole loaded subject... (laughs) that we'll talk about another day is doing things quote unquote the right way but it is advised that you do show notes with your podcast episodes and show notes are basically either the transcript of the episode so word for word typed out so that people can read a version of your podcast online or a sort of show notes summary version So I essentially make a blog post for each episode of the Right Now podcast that I do. I've also recently started adding full transcripts for every single episode, which you can find in the show notes for each episode. Each version of the show notes or each blog post for the podcast or each blog post for your blog shows up as a separate entry on your website. This is a lot. This is a lot of information that I'm going to throw at you today. So I hope that you're ready and just as excited about this as I am. So going back to do I want to pick a blog or a podcast? The first question I'll always ask is which one sounds more fun to you? Does it sound fun to you to get out there and start typing your thoughts? Does it sound fun to commit to a certain schedule? Does it sound more fun to just release episodes or blog posts whenever you feel like it? Does it sound fun to either try and learn to use a microphone and the appropriate hardware and software? Is that something you already love to do? Does that sound like a little bit too much of a learning curve right now? Whatever you think sounds more fun right now is the one that you should pursue. The learning curve might be a little bit steeper with podcasting, or if you have a background in radio or audio or anything like that, it might actually be easier for you to podcast. So both take a lot of work, both take a lot of dedication, but both are very, very, very fun and very, very fulfilling. So let's jump here into how to do this. So you've decided, hey, I wanna create a blog. You've decided, hey, I wanna create a podcast. Where the heck do you start? Well, as Julie Andrews says, start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. And where is that beginning? Well, hilariously, ironically, the beginning is setting your sights on the end. So understanding step one, what will success mean for your blog or podcast? What do you want out of this experience? We talk a lot in this podcast about goals and success. And I want you to go into podcasting with an understanding of what you want. I want you to go into your new blog or your rejuvenated blog with an understanding of what exactly you want out of this experience. What is success for this project? Is it 200 readers a week? Is it 200 listeners a week? Is it 3% growth on your sales for your book? Is it getting invited to speak at more conferences? Is it simply receiving fan mail from readers or listeners saying, thank you, you've helped me more than I can say? What does it mean for you to create a fulfilling blog or podcast? What does it mean for you to be successful in this endeavor? Write it down, because a lot of the times when we launch something and then we're disappointed by what we see, it's because we did not define our expectations or we had unrealistic expectations. And establishing your goals and success metrics right from the start allows you to have realistic and tempered expectations so that you don't give up if the night you launch, you don't immediately the next day get 1 million downloads. Unless your name is Oprah, that is not going to happen. Or if it does, call me because I want to talk to you. Also, these goals and success metrics that you set right at the very beginning, you are not locked into these. They are not set in stone unless you decide to carve them into stone, in which case, go you, but... These are allowed to change along the way. And so as you grow, as you enter your second or third year of blogging or podcasting, you might say, okay, now my goal is 2,000 readers or listeners a week. Or now my goal is 20,000 readers or listeners per week. Whatever those numbers look like to you, if that is what's important to you. Maybe it's two pieces of fan mail per week. Maybe it's just a really good feeling when you get done hitting submit onto your blog post or podcast episode. All right, number two, establishing your topic and niche. There's a little bit of a paradox here when it comes to blogging and podcasting, and that is the more niche you are, and I never know how to say that, niche, niche, whatever, the more niche your show is, the more passionate your audience is likely to be with it, and the more likely they are to connect with it on a deep level. So I know at the outset, if I say, I want to start a podcast about writing, Like, oh, that's a good niche. Well, no, that's my topic. Writing is my topic. My niche is talking about how work and life and creativity all intersect and what it means to live a creative life. That's the niche of the Right Now podcast. A lot of times when I am talking to new bloggers and new podcasters about choosing a niche, they often say, I don't know, that sounds like it would really hem me in. That sounds like it would be very limiting and exclusive. I'd rather do a broad topic like, oh, this is my blog or my podcast about healthy living. Or this is my blog or podcast about animals, those are great topics, and they're things that people are passionate about and things that you can help people with. But if you really want to make an impact, if you really want your podcast or your blog to be found, I do suggest niching it down. And so instead of this is my blog about healthy living, it's this is my blog about healthy living with diabetes in your 40s. Or instead of this is my podcast about animals, maybe this is my podcast about cephalopods and how the environment is having an effect on the way that they live. I know our knee-jerk reaction is to want to broaden that topic and get rid of that niche because we're like, oh, you know, I don't want to turn people off. I want more people listening to my podcast, right? And there's more people who would listen to a general healthy living podcast than would listen to a podcast about healthy living with diabetes after the age of 40. But this is where the paradox comes in. This is where things stop making sense. Because if you have a very general blog about healthy living, it is going to get lost out there, among all the other general blogs on healthy living. And unless you can be the absolute best top blog or top podcast on the very general subject of healthy living, you're not going to find the success that you want. What you want to have people do is identify at a gut level with what you're blogging or podcasting about. What you want to do is have people look at the I almost said the UVP of your show, and that's really what we're getting at here, the unique value proposition of your show, and say, hey, that blogger or that podcaster is speaking directly to me. There's a reason the Right Now podcast doesn't usually talk about things like literary devices and writing hacks and grammatical usage, and that's because it's not within the niche of my show. This show is here to encourage and support you and to help you move through the journey of living a creative life and finding time, energy, and courage to make your art despite everything that's going on in life. If you want grammar, listen to the Grammar Girl podcast. It's really good. But if you want to talk about the life of a creator and the life of a writer, you listen to right now. So I want you to think about your topic, and then I want you to think, how can I put a unique spin on this? How can I add unique value to this topic and to this audience? What can I niche my show or my podcast or my blog down into? Later, if you decide it doesn't work, if you don't like being niched, you can rebrand, you can open it up a little bit more. But adding your perspective into the niche will help you connect more deeply and on a more cult-like level with your perspective audience. Speaking of that audience, let's talk about number three, considering your audience. Now, you may notice so far that none of these steps involve make a podcast episode. And that's just because there's a lot of work to do on the front end of a successful blog or podcast if you want it to be successful. So number three, we're going to talk about who is this for? Who is going to read your blog? Who is going to listen to your podcast? And what do they want out of that experience? When you listen to an episode of the Right Now podcast, you have certain expectations. And sometimes I might meet those expectations, sometimes I might not. But as my audience, you expect certain things from my show and you want certain things from my show. So think about what your audience might want from you. A lot of the time, we think of a blog or a podcast as a me-first endeavor. So we say oh, I want to talk about writing because I love to talk about writing. And honestly, this is true for me too. I love talking about writing. I love writing about writing. I love talking about creativity, all of that good stuff. But that's not what this podcast is about. I do talk about myself and I do talk about my own experiences. But hopefully, the hope is that I do that in a way that provides value and insight to you. Because at the end of the day, your blog or your podcast is not about what you want to say. It is about what your audience wants and needs to hear from you. So it's a really good idea to understand who it is you're talking to. A good starting place is someone just like yourself. That's who I started the Right Now podcast for. It was for people like me who are maybe stuck in a day job that they were frustrated about and they were trying to find the time and energy to work in a creative project when they were working and doing family stuff and volunteering and feeling really disheartened and frustrated by the world. So what does your audience want from your show? What does your audience want from your blog? You may have seen people talking about demographics, and you may have done a little bit of demographic work if you are publishing, if you're a writer, if you're a novelist already. You might already know some specific demographics for your work. And I have a lot of mixed feelings about this, but demographics can be a mixed bag. Depending on what your show is about and what your niche is, your audience demographics may be meaningless. So a demographic is a condition that a person falls under. So I could say, oh, yes, the demographic for my new Slip Form Construction podcast is men uh, between the ages of 30 and 50 who own their own construction business and are looking for insights on this particular type of construction. And okay, those are some demographics. Are they meaningful? I don't know. Is your show skewed toward men? Will it provide unique value for people in that specific age range? Or are you simply closing your eyes and throwing a dart at a dartboard? I get really hung up about audience demographics and whether they're meaningful or not. Because a lot of people really limit themselves by having meaningless demographics. Or they are simply wrong when they say, oh, this show is going to appeal to women. And maybe it doesn't. Maybe you find out that your biggest listener base is men. Or maybe you realize that the gender of your listeners doesn't really matter for the type of show you're recording or the type of blog that you're writing. Now, if you have a mommy blog, then your demographic probably does matter in that regard to gender. People who are women, people who identify as women, all along that spectrum, yeah, okay, that's a meaningful demographic for you. But for a show like the Right Now podcast— It doesn't matter what gender you are. Now, what does matter is, do you have a project that you want to make? Do you have something that you want to write? Do you have a story to tell? So that's my demographic is people with a story to tell, people with limited time and energy who are struggling to figure out how am I going to fit this storytelling into my life? How can I make this happen? All right, so understanding who you're talking to. With your blog or your podcast, is understanding your audience, what they want from you, and what they expect from you. All right, next we're gonna get into a little bit more of the technical stuff. And so, step number four is creating a space for your blog or your podcast. Often in today's age, this will take place online. The word blog comes from weblog, and it's sort of just a journal that exists inherently online. And similarly, podcasts also tend to be digital and distributed by the internet via an RSS feed. And so you can start a non-digital blog or podcast if you want, and you can hand out cassette tapes with your podcast episodes on them, which actually sounds really cool. So if you want to do that, totally go for it. You can also just write your blog as a journal and you can publish those to paper and mail them out to people. You can bind them in a book. I'm not saying you're limited to just digital, but that is where we're going to start this discussion for the space where you are going to publish your work. Generally, I recommend that both podcasters and bloggers have a website. This is the space where your podcast or your blog will live, this is your home base. And you have several options for doing this. Do you want to build your own website, so like I have sarawerner.com, or do you want to create your blog on a platform like Tumblr? Now, there's ups and downs to both of these. It's more difficult and more expensive to start your own website with your own domain, such as sarawerner.com. But there's also the chance that Tumblr could get sold to Yahoo tomorrow, which has happened, or that Tumblr could radically change the types of posts that they accept and you might get shut out. And so do you want to work with your own space or do you want to rent space or borrow space from someone else? That is completely up to you. The same thing goes with podcasting. And I do suggest that you have a paid media host if you are going to have a podcast. Now, if you're tight on budget, there's a lot of great free options out there that can host your content, such as Anchor. But At the same time, as I've said before on this podcast, is if something is free, then the thing most likely being sold is you. So like, yeah, Facebook is free, but they sell your data and they manipulate your brain. And yes, you can host your blog on Facebook, but if Facebook gets shut down tomorrow there goes your content and there goes your home base for your brand. So I do advise having a website. If you want to know all the ins and outs, all the pros and cons about building a website, go back and listen to episode 33 of the Right Now podcast. It will tell you everything that you need to know, all those ups and down pros and cons about building your website, what needs to be on it, what it should look like, etc. cetera. Again, that is episode 33 of the Right Now podcast. And I think it's called something like, Do I Need a Website as a Writer? The same thing goes if you are a podcaster. Now, you might also, in addition to a website, you might want to have a social media presence. I generally advise having a social media presence for yourself as a creator because it's so important to networking and marketing, which I also have episodes of the Right Now podcast about and I will talk about in just a little bit. In addition to social media and a space for your media to live, because you don't want your stuff to live on social media because, again, you don't own social media and that can go away at any time. You're also going to want to, if you are going to start a podcast, this is where you start looking into the hardware and the software. So if you're starting a podcast, this is where you'll start to get your microphone, your headphones, any sort of sound treatment that you would like for your space. So I have a What listener Sean Locke has called my tube of podcasting, which is a two-by-four piece of acoustic foam that I got from Guitar Center, and I use to sort of keep my sound from echoing too badly. You'll also want to have the software that you need to start a podcast, so some sort of recording and editing software. I like Audacity, which is free, but there's also tons of paid options. Again, this is something that we can go into more depth in at a later date. Or, hey, I do offer a paid course on podcasting called Podcast Now, which I'll talk a little bit about at the end of this episode as my call to action. You see how this is all coming together? (laughs) But yes, so that is step four, to secure a space online or offline for your show. Step five is beginning to create that content. So whether you're creating a blog or a podcast... I think it's a really good idea to have a list of ongoing topic ideas. This will help you if you're trying to be consistent when your show or your blog posts come out. This can be a great way to be consistent. And if you're having a week where you're like, oh my gosh, I just don't know what to podcast about or I don't know what to blog about, you can visit your list of topics and say, oh yeah, this week I can talk about how to start a successful blog or podcast. Or, oh yeah, this week I can talk about building your website you know as a writer or as a podcaster I do keep a list for the right now podcast and I usually try to keep about uh, at least 20 ideas on that list so that not only do I have something to write about but I have a choice about what I want to write about for the next episode or for the next post When you create your content, again, like I said earlier when we were talking about your audience, when you create this content, you're going to want to make sure that it provides value for your audience and that it's a fun and meaningful experience for you. I also want to note, because I get this question a lot, is how long should my podcast episodes be or how long should my blog posts be? They should be as long as they are interesting is basically my advice you can have a 40-word blog post that blows people's minds. Seth Godin is really good at this. Or you can have a 600,000-word blog post. Well, at that point, you know, it's more of a book. But you can have a really, really long blog post that is really fun to read and people just can't put it down. Similarly, you can have a podcast that's three minutes long micro podcast and people listen to it every day. Or you can be like Dan Carlin, whose hardcore history episodes often clock in at over six hours. Now, you do see some more standard sizes for these things, like blog posts that are 500 to 1,000 words. Like, that's pretty normal because it's an easy amount of words, easy-ish amount of words to come up with. Similarly, the 20 to 30-minute podcast seems to be a sweet spot for a lot of podcasters, but this is by no means a dictation of what your blog or your podcast needs to look like. Number six launching it. (laughs) I suggest launching your blog or your podcast officially. That is talking about it on social media, emailing your friends and family about it, doing press releases, whatever feels best to you when you have two or three episodes or blog posts ready to share with people. So that's really when I advise launching. And you can do a hard launch, which is just, hey, it's out there, go get it. Or you can do a soft launch where you sort of get your posts out there, but you don't tell anyone about it. And then you have sort of your hard launch, which is, hey, everyone, this is officially out there, this is live, please subscribe, please share. For me, when I first launched the Right Now podcast, I put together a list of every single person that I had ever known in the entire universe. And I sent out an email and said, hey, I just launched a podcast. Here's a link to it. Here's how to listen to it. And that was my first audience. It's just going to start with friends and family. That's how these things start. Later on, it'll get picked up by other people as they do word of mouth and as they tell people about your show. But initially, you're probably going to launch your show to friends and family. Or if you already have an existing audience, you can launch it to them as well. Finally, number seven, marketing. This is where you are going to build your audience. And you can actually start marketing right from step one. You can start thinking about those goals and success metrics and how marketing can play a role in that. You can create your social media account, which is a form of marketing, along step four, like we talked about. So marketing you're going to do throughout this entire process, but you're going to do a lot more of it right here while you're creating your content. So I do have three episodes of the Right Now podcast devoted specifically to the details of marketing. So I don't want to repeat myself here and go over them again here. But those are episodes 84, 85, and 87 of the Right Now podcast. And those will sort of take you through a crash course on how to market your blog or your podcast. Whew, this was this was a lot of information. So again, how to start a successful blog or podcast. Step one, Set your goals and success metrics. Step two, select your topic and your niche. Step three, understand who your audience is. Step four, create a space for your podcast through a domain, through a social media account. Number five, create your content. Number six, launch. And number seven, build your audience or continue to build your audience by marketing. Those are the steps that will take you to success in blogging and or podcasting. So I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode. I would love to hear... What makes a successful blog or a podcast in your mind? I would love to hear if you have a blog or a podcast, or if you are thinking about starting one. Let me know in the comments of today's episode in the show notes. You can find those out at sarahwerner.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-W-E-R-N-E-R dot com. And you can navigate to episode 91. And let me know your thoughts in the comments for that episode. As always, thank you to the Patreon patrons who help make this show possible. Patreon is a secure third-party donation platform where you can give a dollar per episode, $2 per episode, $200 billion per episode, whatever you think the show is worth to you. And you can find me out at patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Sarah Ray Werner, all one word, that's S-A-R-A-H. R-H-E-A-W-E-R-N-E-R, and you can make your pledge. Alternately, you can go out to the show notes for this episode at SarahWarner.com and navigate to where it says Help Support This Podcast. And clicking on that will take you out to my page on Patreon. Special thanks today to all of my beautiful Patreon patrons, including Amanda King, Julian Vincent Thornburg, Lori, Leslie Madsen, Michael Beckwith, Regina Calabrese, Sean Locke, Susan Geiger, Tiffany Joyner, Leslie Duncan, Ladija Herney, and Sarah Lausanne. Thank you all, as always, so much for your generosity. I truly appreciate it. If you, yes, you, are looking to start a podcast and you want to work one-on-one with me to create it, I have, as I said earlier, a podcasting course. It's called the Podcast Now Masterclass. And it is, it's huge. It is 52 video lessons. And it's everything that you cannot find on Google. So I wanted to be very purposeful in creating this course. It's not just, you know, step one, buy a microphone. Step two, talk into the microphone. Step three, there's your podcast. It is extremely in-depth. I go into talking about, marketing and success metrics and really how to pull out each and every single one of those things to make your show as successful as it possibly can be. I've had a lot of students go through the course and be just completely delighted with their results. And it also comes with live coaching and entrance into my Podcast Now Mastermind, and just a whole bunch of other stuff. So if you're interested in learning more, sign up for my emailing list out at sarahwerner.com. There's a special waitlist to get onto the mailing list for the course. And so just click Podcast Now course out on my website. It'll take you to the waitlist and you can put your name on there. And there's no commitment to that. I'll just send you emails when we launch the course again. So I usually launch the course about twice a year. So just keep your eye out for that. And if you're interested in joining it, just send me a message, let me know, and we'll get you all enrolled. So hooray. Okay, so that's an option. I don't like selling and I don't like being salesy, so I'm going to stop talking about that now. But... This has been episode 91 of the Right Now podcast, the podcast that helps all writers, aspiring professional and otherwise, to find the time, energy, and courage you need to pursue your passion and write. I'm Sarah Werner, and I think I'm done talking about marketing, blogging, and podcasting for a while.